It's D&D DLC. It's it's D&D DLC. PC. No, for the PC. PvP. FPS. Right. I'm going to just keep making acronyms until I make no sense. <laughs> Welcome to New Game Plus. You're listening to a retro gaming podcast where three guys spend seven days playing one old game and then we talk about it. My name is Dustin. My name's Kenny. I'm Nolan and I need a haircut. And this is episode 233. Amazon released their first PvP shooter called Crucible just a couple days ago. What? Yeah, what? right. I don't know. Like, I Amazon think they announced games? it. Right. Are they trying well, to literally do everything? Okay. Yes. And they can and are successful at it. So yeah, I would not be fine. surprised if this is a great game. It actually looks it looks okay. It is a team-based PVP shooter. Are you looking at PC Gamer? I am on PC okay. Gamer. They uh, they announced it a while back, but then it, it's kind of like no one talked about it and then they just released it. So th- this is a big surprise to a lot of people. So it's not surprising that you haven't heard about it and not surprising probably that a lot of our Discord community have not heard about it. Uh, f- it's 4v4 or 8v8 like okay. combat with unique characters, each with unique abilities and weapons that are upgraded throughout the course of the match. So, right, very comparable to other pvp shooters that are going on right now nolan yeah. you've been playing valorant some yeah I it's also fan. kind of it's, it's valoranty overwatchy all of yeah, those kinds better of than those oh it's kind of like those Why? things and let me just say i know He's, we haven't looked into it we haven't <laughs> talked about it you don't even know what it's about but we've been looking for a game to play together we play rocket it. league every once in a while this is free to play i'll try it so we should at least try it nolan I have no words for you. It's I found Amazon, the game that we bro. played together. Amazon. What, and it's, freaking- it's Valorant because it's the oh. game you just described. No one can play Valorant right now except you. You can- We could be playing right now if you would have done what I told you to do and just watch streams to get no a key. No one's going to watch beta It's literally free. I didn't watch them. I pulled it up and walked hard, away. Try hard access. They don't even do that anymore, so we can't play Valorant right now. The Crucible is my least favorite book. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> well, look into it. There's different characters. You start every single match with all your weapons, but there's essence upgrades that you select prior to each match that tailor fit your play style. You can say, do I want to focus more on utility or on damage? Uh, for example, you can level up by collecting more essence, which will unlock your upgrades to your heroes. There are 10 heroes, by the way, currently. You've got a Jonah, the Ocean's Whisperer. She's a skilled sniper with a deadly weapon. Is she You've got wearing Bug, a happy gear? Batani unit, who is a friendly robot who seeds in a supporting <laughs> role. Oh, what? Is this too much information that has caused you to stop paying attention oh. and quickly become uninterested? No, it's not. Tell me more. Like in our retro <laughs> game of the week, Birthright, the Gorgon's Alliance. Overview. Birthright, the Gorgon's Alliance is... <laughs> Gorgonzola. <laughs> it's already started. You guys are not going to be nice this episode. It's a 1997 PC strategy video game uh, that was uh, published by Sierra Online, developed by Synergistic Software, and is basically a PC port, I don't know if you can call it a port, a PC implementation of a D&D campaign that goes by the name Birthright. It's D&D DLC. It's, it's D&D DLC. PC. No. PC for the PC PVP. FPS. Right. I'm gonna just keep making acronyms until I make no sense. This like game- our retro game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what other games came out in '97? Final Age of Empires, VII? Final Fantasy VII, GoldenEye, Fallout. Okay, continue. Let's see. I'm gonna while you're talking, I'm gonna search best games of the '97s. Oh my <laughs> goodness. 
Continue. Uh, I, you might find this at the top of somebody's list. Um, it's uh, it's turn-based strategy with a little bit of a twist. You're playing as the ruler of a kingdom. My and liege. You're doing normal sort of kingdom strategy management. You're going to war. You're setting up trade. You're facilitating resources. You're improving your armies and mustering armies and doing diplomacy and really a whole host of things to make your country, your sort of kingdom, <laughs> become the the winner. It's it's sort of a loose objective of just getting the most points, sort of ascending to having the most power on the kingdom. And then there's sort of a ongoing enemy, the Gorgon, ooh, big surprise, who is sort of playing the foil as the kind of enemy. Um, and outside of doing this kingdom management-y stuff. It also has a bunch of role-playing elements uh, because each character has D&D-style leaders whose sort of gameplay, not just in how they manage their kingdom, but uh, also in some kind of interesting side quest adventures where you leave your kingdom management overview screen and actually go on RPG-style... 3D adventures to collect items and resources and um, stuff that's going to help you along in your story and the development of your kingdom. What did I miss? Uh, <laughs> well, okay, you guys so, are being so ridiculous. <laughs> no, Kenny, you uh, missed GoldenEye got. 007 also came out in 1997. Symphony of the Night, Star Fox 64, like Age of dude, Empires, 90, PC. 97. Okay, PC. Yeah. What, oh, you, PC? You, yeah, Age of Empires. Age of Empires. <laughs> That's fair. Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Bad game. No, it wasn't, oh. Nolan. It was so good. Quake okay. 2, Kenny. Quake Wait, 2. Yeah, there's, there were a lot of good games in 1997. This one got buried. I'm guessing. Yes. Right? It's well, super no, niche. It it's it's a D&D DLC. So, like, if, you don't, if you're not into that, there were other options to play on the PC. And so I'm saying this game got buried at the bottom of the list. GameSpy in 2004 wrote that players justifiably ignored Birthright Gorgon's alliance, which eventually sunk into well-deserved obscurity. I don't know if you agree with that. Oh my, that's <laughs> but bold. That's really it did, harsh. Here's it the did deal. fall under the radar for most. It did. It, like, and, it, and full disclosure, I did play this game. It did not... Okay. It did not stay on my radar. In fact, longtime oh. viewers of the show will know I've talked about this game as, in the past as an old PC title that was, like, intriguing to me and a fun gaming memory. You submitted this game. Yes, <laughs> and I submitted this game early on, like like months into our show when we were first so like developing the list. almost five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> years and years ago when the Retro Master list was much smaller. I submitted this game, and I don't think I've submitted many games at all. Like, I've mostly just gone along for this ride. But You've this one waiting. got on the list because of me. And so I'm going to try my best to be objective, but this one is a huge nostalgia bomb for me. Uh, like, like big time. And so just know that I'm working through that lens. Gameplay. When we play older PC games on this show... I've mm -hmm. had issues in the past. I'll have you know, I got it working somehow. Um, yeah. It's because I, Kenny did all the research. He he really wanted yeah. to play this game, so he did the research. There were some weird steps. We did have to download viruses. But Two viruses. Did, did it this was not viruses. It was virus territory, and I'm fine for now, but we'll, we'll see. I might My computer might break. But we also had people on Discord that did the legwork. I think Guy in the Corner wrote up a full tutorial that's like nice. pinned in the in the Game of the Week channel. We, I got it working, and so I didn't play long um, because listen, there's a tutorial with any of any of these types of strategy games, top down view, a lot of information, a lot of micromanagement. There's a tutorial, and you must do the tutorial. The so I did it, sure. and then it said, hey, do you want to have a basic, advanced, or expert tutorial? I didn't know if that meant if I wanted the bare bones one or if I wanted everything, and so give me the expert one, so I chose oh. expert. Oh, no. Bad idea. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
then I realized what happened. So I went back and did basic. So much information that even, well, first of all, just wait, 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 wait. Um, the guy that's guiding you through the tutorial says, Hey, do what I say, but if you don't start over because then we'll be out of sync. <laughs> Why didn't they just make it so you couldn't make certain options? It selections? was 97. They didn't know how to program that. <laughs> oh, they so did. Of course they did. We were what playing Age of Empires, that? Fallout, Final Fantasy 7, Crash Bandicoot. All right. He's listen. got the list. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was a lazy. Okay. Let me let yeah, me go back. Lazy. So the the beginner, advanced, and expert tutorials correspond with the difficulty levels of the main game that you right. get to choose. And you when can you play, actually play each of those three modes, which so, correspond to a whole different set of options that are open to you. Yes, and sort of how deep you want to go into the management of your kingdom. Exactly that same game. You're uh, trying to accomplish the same thing. It's just with beginner. I think it. you can kind of boil it down to this, although it's probably a lot more. At beginner, Kenny, I believe that you have six things that you can do each turn. Advanced, you have 10 things you can do each turn. And expert, you have 20, I believe, oh some gosh. crazy number of things that you can do each turn. And so it's all about just a, a, an expansion of the management things that you have to do. With right. each level of difficulty. Think like your kingdom automatically getting income versus you going in and setting the tax rate for specific provinces. Oh. Uh, Which doesn't that oh, sound like fun? Yeah. That sounds yeah. – listen, you gave me homework this week, Kenny. Right. That sounds like homework. <laughs> that sounds like I'm a government official and that's my Maybe job. Maybe if you went to the coolest school ever. Any game <laughs> where I have to set taxes is instantly an uphill battle for me. Now – I have had to do that in some sim games before, and so I can make the climb if there are other uh, maybe lighter things there. But this game is densely ridden with so much detail and numbers and text. You, uh, It's good that we've got that our kind of Discord community is uh, a lot of them are voracious readers because you're going to read an epic, a fantasy epic to get through just the tutorial, which I did in my first play. You ha you can watch my first play on our YouTube where I'm having to, I, I really wanted <laughs> to give it a fair, fair shake. So I'm having to focus, but it is pay it, it's, it's, it hurts. And Kenny wanted me to do the tutorial for the first play, which I'm glad that I did, but if it's if it's hard if it's boring to play it's even more boring to watch someone play it i would 100 percent watch somebody play this game but again a lot of that is is rose tint it's by no means a perfect game we'll talk about some of those places that there were shortcomings and difficulties um but just the complaining about it being deep especially when you have the option of toggling off some of that depth if you want to just play at a more surface level seems like a totally unfair complaint to me because like what you don't want to set tax rate play a more basic version or just ignore that and let it go to defaults and play through it's not like it forced these things down your throat it just gave you sort of options of how into the woods you wanted to get and here's Here's why I say that as a good thing. And again, I'm not saying that this makes this game for everybody, but what it is is a very – the way I understand it, I'm not a big D&D &D person. I definitely wasn't playing Advanced Dungeons & Dragons in 1997. But my understanding is that they did a very, very faithful implementation of AD&D &D to the computer. And that's tough because – Advanced Dungeons and Dragons is a long-term like campaign that's going into the woods and that's what people who wanted this kind of nerdy stuff were looking for. But that doesn't that never works. Any of those games that we've played around this time a little bit before this time that are crossovers from D&D &D or other things like it, we played some on this podcast. They 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 never work because they're it's so numeric and it's so there, there's so much depth and so many layers that it is trying to be faithful to the numbers of the dice rolls at a, at a D and D table, which makes sense. But when you translate it to the video game in, in this time, I've not come across one that I've enjoyed. 
It's just an overload for me of information. And we've said that, but also like what you're seeing. So there are what two main components, I guess you could say, correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, to this game. The first one being the map management strategy, traditional strategy view where you are looking at a map. You are zooming into different provinces and you're managing units and you're making deals, trades, lots of things, actually. If you want options in terms of like, uh, go make a peace treaty or go find out information about this or go fight these people, you have a ton of options that you can do. So you're doing that. But the other aspect, which I suppose this is one of the only games that does that. Which I think is super unique. I kind of do too, is the first person RPG perspective of this game where you actually go into first person mode and control a character like you would like, I don't know, like um, (laughs) Skyrim's a bad example, but like, you know, the old school Elder Scroll games. And for me, that was the more enjoyable part of the game. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought that for was sure. the weakest element of the game. I didn't I, think it was super strong, but I had more fun in something I was more comfortable in than looking at sure. just the government. So, r- <laughs> sure, at least you, you've you got a little bit of a frame of reference when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan and I haven't... Sp- our, our forte, that's probably not the right word, but I'm going with it, is not these strategy uh, war games. Now, Kenny, um, unless of course... Unless it's Fire Emblem. Yeah, but that's, that's even... Di- that's, That's such anime. a different kind of oh, game, though. <laughs> like yeah. console, these, and it's more tactics, and it's not these resource. Mid like totally different. '90s text-heavy, slow grinding, Civ-like, but not Civ polish. Uh, are, are a whole different breed, and uh, it was a different breed that played them. Kenny is a part of that breed, <laughs> but Nolan and I. Nolan and I didn't have much experience with that. So yes, play playing something that's more that you're more familiar with those first person RPG, first person, third person. Was it first uh, person? Either you could toggle. I did third person. First, yeah, yeah, you had a third person view or a first person view. Okay. Um, it actually gave you a lot of options there as oh well. Gosh. You could go real time or turn based. You could go first person, third person. <laughs> they they let you customize how you wanted to do your adventures. I, it is interesting that they tried this. Okay, not only the not only the first person or third person RPG part, but they also in the main battles, the wars that you're fighting, those are tactical tur- turn based. Nah, yeah. ask. Yeah. yeah, they're real. They're real time. Real. T- okay, well, then that's of. not turn based, but it's tactical. Uh, so- but this, these tactical battles, so you've really got three modes, right? That you're that you're playing in uh, on any given turn. You're you're playing in your uh, overworlds management of your territories and people. You're you're playing in your first person dungeon crawling RPG type game, and then you're playing in your turn no in your real time tactical battles. All of which sounds so fun to me. Why would you no, that, not love everything fun into one game? Okay, so that because it yeah, because. didn't, it doesn't work. Well, okay. That's a that's we, a fine idea, but when you try to take three different things and push it all together, all three without suffer. any, yeah, all three suffer exactly. That's and yeah. that's what you get here. You get so you get a very. Um, <clears throat> Not aggressive, but you like they tried something here. They really tried something, and you've got to give it up for them for trying this. But in that, it brings down the production and the quality and the while up while upping tremendously the amount of things that you have to learn. I think there's definitely places you can talk about implementation because certainly, and '97 is a weird year, like. PC controls, especially like first person style adventuring, hasn't sort of really come of age yet. Uh, So this is still, unless you're doing some kind of outside of game keyboard remapping, this is still moving around with your arrow keys, but then also having to have your left hand on actions, but then also having to reach over for your mouse to click on things. So like there's, there's clunky things about their implementation that are complaints. There's valid sort of complaints about the engine they used and whatever, but I don't think it's fair to to complain about the philosophy here because it's unique. It gives you a little bit of taste of everything and all of it's optional. 
Like if you want to just do resource management and don't want to micromanage your armies, you've got an auto fight feature. If you want See, to go off on adventures and just do the resource management stuff because what's fun to you is diplomacy and setting up trade routes, you can win and play this game and just do that. Like you just do the things that are fun to you and don't do the others, and that's perfectly valid. It's not like you have to do any of those things to be successful. They never told me that in the in the expert tutorial. <laughs> Really, I didn't know that was an option that you could just set things up. But in that case, you're not really playing a game. You're just I mean, you're still doing whichever part of the it. game is most interesting to you. The 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 main strategy of like kingdom management, if you're not into that, you're not going to like this game. That's what it is. But the other sort of side things of of battle management or sort of side questing is 100% optional. And I think super fun that they include both and lets you kind of go into different gaming modes all in one universe. And I I think the concept of it is super novel and I wish more games would do that. I agree they didn't 100% kill it on the implementation of some of those things. Get you a game that can do both? Yeah, I want to be that person that like rules a kingdom but goes off on epic adventures as well. Like that's well, just that feels like what RPGness is all about, and you never get that anywhere. And I love my that they try. Have I got a game for you? <laughs> I so Nolan, your favorite part I think you mentioned was the RPG portion of the game where you and a squad of I don't know three dwarves. four different care. Oh, dwarves! For yeah, you. good um, call. Uh, characters go dungeon crawling and usually you're going to go and recover an artifact or an item i don't remember what they're called or defeat an enemy and recover that item yeah or do what i did and raid a town and i felt like i killed innocent people <laughs> killed innocent i mean i killed people. guards but like what, they weren't doing they anything weren't do- wrong I did. yeah <laughs> so that's what you're I the did. bad guy. guy in your story you're the bad guy <laughs> okay. um so yeah. th- if I, I so you played it first person, which is probably better because when you're in third person, the battles are horrendous. Like those one on one, you're <laughs> dancing at each other really aggressively. Yeah, that no one, <laughs> uh, you, no one can see that. Yeah. But you are aggressively dancing in someone's face. One animation over and over again. It's really bad. Um, my favorite <laughs> was actually the tactical battles. I. I thought it was kind of cool. It was grid-based, and you've got your units in reserve, and you can put them out on the field, and you either win by completely annihilating the your opponent's forces, or if you have four times as many units on the field yeah, currently in play. I don't know the actual number. Some kind of like Something overwhelming like their forces yeah. where you kind of just route them and they retreat and... But it's kind of t- the reason why I keep accidentally or almost saying turn bases because it kind of is like they each have a, an amount of time that they like once you move them from one grid to the next, th- their ter- that turn for them is over until they get there. And then same with once you get them to do an action or engage in battle, you're waiting. So it, there's some turn based elements there, but you've got your for different sure. units like archers and cavalry like you do in these games. But you're putting them on that grid based battlefield and you're moving them at different times to engage archers or op because you can keep them far away and attack from far away that was my favorite portion yeah, they're really of the game. strong yeah archers for sure uh kenny is yours management because if that is it then we're the is. trifecta right yeah. here it it is and that's sort of classically what i like about this game but i did Scripted. find the first half of this week every time i loaded it up I wanted to go adventuring. I actually fell into Ugh. that a lot harder than I thought I would. Now, That's the funnest part. There there are some wonky things. I think part of it is like PCs today run so much faster that Dustin, the like dancing animation, I really think that <laughs> that is just the game being able to run faster than they expected hardware to be able to run I think you're probably it. right. <laughs> and so you need to do some customization if you want this to feel sort of realistic. But you can slow down combat speed as something toggleable in your settings. And if you slow down combat speed uh, enough and then decide on what you like style-wise, these adventures can actually become kind of fun. You find items. You fly all around the map when you get potions of flying or learn that spell. You can do all kinds of things. (laughs) What potion of flying? Yeah, it's great. Where'd you buy that? Uh, just the adventures I went on had them around. Your adventures, Kenny. You need to write a book. 
I will (laughs) say unrelated to this that this game made me appreciate more civilization. Oh, interesting. Because civilization has a lot of the management side of things. It doesn't have the first person RPG type stuff. It's kind of a different game. Like there's some there's definitely overlap there. Oh, I'm, and, and none of that did I say that it's equal or trying to copy <laughs> right. or anything like that. This is a genre. This Again, this is trying to blend too many genres in my opinion. But this reminded me of the civilization thing where I think civilization is so much more accessible, especially its more recent iterations, which isn't fair to compare oh, it to. Sure. I think – Well, well which, sure. If which, there was uh, a Birthright 6, sure. they wouldn't which still civ- be using okay. the Doom 2 engine. <laughs> Which civilization was around this time? Was it Civilization 2? Um, yeah. Maybe a 2 probably would have been a little before this. I'm trying to remember year to year and yeah, I don't dates. know. I think they probably because were between iterations and 2 was out. Because Civilization 2, we played it on this show and it was a grind too to, to, to figure out what it was and how to do it. Civilization 4, 5, and 6, a lot easier and more palatable to a modern audience. What so 296. Oh, 96. Yeah. Yeah, So so. right up in there. Um, And so, but still it made me think of, even with the advisors here in this game, you've got those four or five advisors, uh, not near as cool as the advisors in civilization two. Oh gosh. Elvis. Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) We're real actors doing, oh, not real, real quote unquote actors doing. Yeah. I'm sure they're big Hollywood stars now. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Those, that was some charm that, that I miss here, but it did make me think of civilization and, Civilization 2 even was so much easier, I feel like, to understand and get into than this. On the tutorial and even in the game, Kenny, there are pages and pages and pages of text. And to not only to read it all to figure out what you're doing, but once you're actually in the game to assign taxes or to uh, uh, have some diplomatic conversations or to to do anything, you're having to read so much. And even the the pictures that they give you, the icons that you can click on every once in a while are not descriptive in and of themselves. So you've got to hover (laughs) over, then read text. It's so difficult. Relative to, now it's, it's a lot of text early on it is, but relative to some of the games that just drop you in and expect you to figure it out, I was actually really glad that they gave you as much tutorial as they did. Now, there were places that the tutorial was like, it's 1997 and there's this cool thing called the Internet. Go on the Internet and (laughs) read some more about this specific feature or this more advanced thing. And obviously those like sites that were out and strategy guides and supplements to this game aren't around any longer. Um, But the fact that there was that much information definitely tells you it's a it's a deep game. But it's also not something they expected somebody to play all the way through in a week. The whole idea is you you play the basic scenario, like you get a feel of it. Just sort of the expectation of how games were looked at has evolved so much from like here's something you're going to interact with and spend a bunch of time with over time to like today if you pick it up and you don't like Candy Crush your way into addiction in like three minutes, people just aren't going to care. And, and I get why that evolution has happened, but I kind of miss that era of like sit down and learn something and enjoy it. Well, well okay, look back to what you said, Dustin. Um, those uh, so I love those old PC icons that are like it's like a door and then a finger pointing at it, and you click on it, and it's like not exit or something. It's like something else completely different. Those icons suck, but <laughs> also the Civ thing, like. Civilization's basic resource management. This game is people's lives are at stake. You have to tax them and make sure they don't die, make sure they eat, make sure they're friends with their neighbors. Make and sure they're using the restroom. Make sure they're, like it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like taking care of a baby. And, it's and micromanagement then, to the nth degree. For sure, yes. And that's the, that's why I cannot. And that's probably why you cannot, but that is exactly why Kenny can. <laughs> I do. I love it so much. Aged. So I'm going to start the age section the same way I started the gameplay section. Anytime we play an old PC game, uh, I have difficulty playing it. Because we're on Windows 10, and these games were meant for Windows 98? Not yet. Uh, Five. Five. (laughs) So I had 95 when I was negative one. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I do remember the old school, but... Like, these these old games just simply do not run on 
modern PCs. And so if there's not a GOG release or some sort of updated version of the game that you can download, um, you have to install viruses. I got it to work, like I said, and I was surprised. It was the same method that I used to uh, try to play SimGolf, but SimGolf never actually booted for me. But you will have trouble playing this game straight up based on hardware alone. Well, yeah, you're saying before you even get into the game. So hardware. like we've already talked about the steep climb once you're actually playing, yeah. but to play, you're going to be climbing you have a to, precipice. You have to really, really, really want to play the game. I think here's what I think. I think the reason it's hard is because this game wasn't popular and no one's gone back and made it accessible. Mm -hmm. Because once you actually take those couple of fairly easy steps of like making your computer think that you have this disc in the actual drive or or in my case, actually sticking in your birthright disc into your CD Oh my drive gosh, Kenny. So you can play it. Wait, why does uh, it look bootleg? Wait, it, it is bootleg. <laughs> yeah, Did you a, write it's a, it's a copy from back was in the day. Was it shareware back like then? Backup, and I guess the other disc I lost or something. He's Kenny, you are disc. a very But yeah, I, I pulled out person. the actual disc from 1998 will, to play this. But if course. you don't have that, there are some games that will not run like on a modern 64-bit architecture, like the game itself. Once you convince your computer that this game is there and installed and that it has the disk in the drive, which is not especially hard for anybody who's even slightly tech-savvy, it runs fine. It works like a charm. And so I really think the only hiccup here is because this game wasn't super popular – no one has taken the time to do one of those, hey, go play this old game easily re-releases. And if they should had, we? it wouldn't be hard. Should it be us? Kenny, should you make this game should playable I for everyone? Should I revive this game? Should I, yeah. should I save up, <laughs> buy the rights to this game, and then re-release it? That would be it, so funny. If, if we're not clear, this game is not on GOG. It's not on Steam. It's not Epic in any Game kind of store. bundle. It hasn't been, surprisingly enough, guys, it hasn't been remade or anything like that. So mm. the only way to play it is to have an original copy or to find some kind. You can get it from Abandonware, uh, uh, which I, I think, I have no idea the legality on Abandonware, but I, but I feel like, here's the thing. You can, you can play this compared to other games, but it is, it is an already uphill climb. And then to... And then to get in and figure out it's so much more of an uphill climb makes it difficult in today's era. Here's the thing. Playing this in 2000, in the year 2020 AD, Adonai Domine of the year of our Lord, we are in a civilization and society where, and we're in a pandemic (laughs) where we, it's harder to slow down and, and learn things for an extended period of time. We we need instant quick gratification. Yeah, it's sad. this is not a microwave meal. This is that is this is like a, a crock pot yes. on low settings. Yes. But Takes like days. it doesn't no, work it's a barbecue quite as well pit. as it should. Well here's the thing. You and this is probably part of one of the problems with our podcast, admittedly, is we only have a week to experience a game. And so sometimes that's fine and we can complete a game. I've completed many games as a part of our show that there the, was the, plenty of time this week to complete this game to complete turn complete? one. Maybe. No, what, is, I, what does I it even won. mean to complete? I beat a campaign this week on expert. No, right, let's let's give him a round of applause. No, I beat it on easy, which takes a lot less time. Hitting oh, that three hundred point mark win. is not hard. But hey, the other issue with our podcast is I am stubborn and I can't get past some of those things that yeah. um, we've already talked about. And I think, and I don't know why, but I think that's true for many uh, modern people. True, uh, true or false, Nolan? Some of yes. the little voiceovers were fun and catchy, and even though there were too much of them, they made you smile, and you repeated them to us throughout. I the do week. your bidding, my yeah. liege. Okay, they're true. not. They're I'm not doing, no, good. It's my, it's and my it's turn for true or false oh, questions. Okay. True or false, Dustin? If you look at the cover art of this release, uh, you would go, "Hey, that looks pretty epic." Absolutely. Cover art is great, but okay. it, that's not fair because then you get a game and you're looking at a <laughs> no, pixel. It looks like no, a metal album true cover. True or false questions. True or false. I Another loved one? this game and okay. played it and enjoyed it again okay, this week. We'll get that. True. So okay. Good. So all of those are true. Here's the thing, though. 
What about the music? Just kidding. There is none. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, silent first game. Play, you were like, <laughs> it's a silent game. How awkward it was not having music. I was going to close my windows before recording my first play because the birds were chirping loud outside, but then I started playing and I was like, well, nope, keeping those windows open so I can hear something. (laughs) The the birds kept it authentic. Like, there's There's, sound effects. It's not like you're not listening to anything. Yeah, and they're loud, boy. You better be (laughs) ready for them. If you're not ready, (laughs) Oh, when that opening animation comes in, if you've got your your sound on full blast, it's a rumbly slap you in the face. And then graphically, I think it's it's ugly uh, here the, because the again all of the forms that you're looking at it's just all text on a brown tan background and they highlight the first letter letter of each word so that you can use your keyboard to, to quickly get to a certain <laughs> thing. It's not Marty. Yeah. I did not hate the graphics in the adventure mode. It it reminded me of the pixelated look of early Doom. Yeah, some of the others, and I'm a sucker for that. But it's not good. It's not good. I just kind of enjoyed it. So I'll I'll defend the graphics slightly there. Um, outside of that, in fact, that was the better looking part of the game. Zoomed out, which in my opinion should look better, like the map, the grid based battles, all that did not look good. Like yeah. almost too pixelated to read. Like the the text on the map, I'm like, I can't read that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say there weren't good titles, but 97 is still that weird transitional era on PC where they weren't quite sure what they're doing. And this game tried to do a little bit of everything and certainly suffered from that. Um, it looks earlier than it should be. Uh, I I really think you're going to either like the gameplay and the concept and really just want to do sort of non-paper immersive D&D in sort of an old-style computer feel, or this game isn't for you. Because the appeal isn't, like, the best graphics ever or anything else. The appeal is the appeal is a sort of unique game that, that does D&D in a way that you can visualize. Kenny, one last true or false for, for you from me. Okay. If you were a PC gamer in 97, should you have just not played this game, waited a year, and played StarCraft? No, you should have played this game for the entire year and then swapped to StarCraft. Oh, no, you're lying Look, to yourself you could have right skipped now. this year, played, you could have played Civ 2 from last year, and then played StarCraft next year, and you wouldn't have ever had to touch this you're, game. Honestly, you're using con- my own powers against me, and it's unfair. And I would, even with those two being two of my favorite games of all time, StarCraft and Civilization 2, easily, hands down. You much more formative this. than Birthright. Even PC gamers have, in 97 were like, I'm going to console. a couple of weeks to put this game into the middle of this. No, they saw the console lineup and they're like, okay, I'll take a break and play some FF7, some GoldenEye. Final thoughts. At the end of each and every one of our episode, we determine whether or not the game gets our vote for New Game Plus status. This one doesn't. It is our general thumbs up or thumbs down. Requires two-thirds of the vote to swing one way or the other. Kenny, do you want to swing first? Um, Swing, bada, 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 swing. Yeah, if you want. I love this game. It's absolutely amazing. It ticks all of my boxes. Um, Ew. This was like prime gaming growing up era for me uh, prime genre p- prime platform and i'm so glad we revisited it because it was an amazing nostalgia bomb there's some people out there that will absolutely love this game but that's probably a small group of people there's a huge number of hurdles both technically mainly technically and sort of conceptually for most people to play it. And so um, like, I'm super pumped about this game. I love it. I had a great time this week. I'm glad we got to revisit it. It's not a new game plus title. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. The the problem is our bar is like, no one let's make a new game plus. 2020 should go back and revisit (laughs) it. All right. Let's make it. All right. All right. The the people who have heard me, and done, resonate bro. with those things absolutely should but that's not right. gonna be everyone and that's okay no one it's a D adaptation that brought along way too many elements of a tabletop game and not enough elements of a video game and it shows like crazy 
and I tried to do too much. Like, you know, ambitious, sure. Uh, kind of impressive that you would go for a first person and a strategy game in the same game. I just, we don't have any of those types of games for a reason. And uh, it's just not good to play this game. So don't do it. No, no new game plus. Nolan, you said it earlier, but they tried to do too many things which watered down all, all of the individual elements of it. It's way too difficult to play nowadays. So even if you wanted to play it, good luck. And once you get in, it is such an uphill battle. I've I've expressed it some, but out of all the games we played, I think there might be one or two other in this mix. This was the hardest one to force myself to come back to day after day this week. Just because, not oh, because of the quality, day. Kenny, not because of the quality necessarily, but because of... I knew I had no idea what I was doing the, the oh. for six out of the seven days of this week. No, he knows I, what I you understand mean. that. With without my prior knowledge, being forced to play this game and getting an appreciation of it in a week would have been very difficult. Absolutely, um, but because like I even there's I a totally good there's a good. 30 minutes that you can invest before you take your first turn, just set like setting things up. And those are not the kind of games that I would like to play in the year 2020 or 1997 because there's Final Fantasy VII, there's GoldenEye, there was <laughs> so many other good games, uh, which means that Birthright, the Gorgons Alliance is not New Game Plus certified. But what did you think? We had many people write in. Clint said, I hate RTS and strategy games. They're probably oh, no. my least favorite genres. And yet, uh oh, what yet? This game was such fun to me. See, we exist. He's trolling. We I exist. loved. I loved how I could just demand territories and all the gold to a nation's name for virtually no cost. The adventuring mode was a lot of fun too. Until I entered an adventure with two mages who had no spells equipped. An unfortunate way to find the game over screen. I think that this game absolutely lends itself to being playable by people of nearly any level of gaming experience. And as such, I think that people should at least give it a try. My apologies to Kenny for when the game definitely doesn't get NGP from Dustin and Nolan. We should find a way to do multiplayer uh if there was a multiplayer mode i would play it at and go hard at it is there um, not i apologize maybe that no. it didn't get ngp from all three of us because i still love this game and fully oh. agree with your opinion i just don't think it's for everyone you're gonna hurt clint no i would i would play all night with him two-player multiplayer birthright uh yeah it'd be great Bro Jim wrote in and said, Birthright is oh, too no. old. It's like using an icebox when refrigerators exist. Yes, it's retro, <laughs> but you shouldn't do it. There was a time where learning games like this was novel and entertaining, but the technology and genre has advanced so much that I believe it isn't worth the investment of time to get to work and then learn to play. This is perhaps colored by the trouble I had and the fact that my tutorial wouldn't play, but ultimately I believe this genre ages like milk. How much time is too much to invest for your fun you're going to have sometime in the future? It's a game to be admired for its ideas but like many historical artifacts it should be locked behind glass and admired by posterity never to be touched honestly though like so i think with civ 2 if i tried it again i we memed on kenny hard that that week sure but i that would was have also like episode six right we didn't know we didn't know i think i would have appreciate it more i'd certainly have more patience with it after playing like four different types of these games why do we always pull these games by the way i feel like we played a ton of these genres so like i don't know if it's like never touch it again the genre like brojan was saying but like just not this one i don't know <laughs> you say that i think it's just because you're uncomfortable with them or that it's not your favorite genre that you remember them because, like, if somebody hated platformers, they would 100% hate our podcast yeah, even but more than PC games. The percentage of platformers that exist to other genres, though, it's just it's cute. There's a lot of PC games. How yeah. would you pronounce YLL Gaming? Ill? Yil? YLL Gaming. I would say... Obligatory Texan, I'd assume it was Y'all Gaming. No, there'd I'm, be an I'm, A there. There could be an apostrophe over the A. All right, I'll just, y'all, neither of y'all are helping me. So Yil Gaming said, I like the idea of having a strategy game combined with a first-person dungeon crawler, but I don't like the idea of a strategy game combined with a first-person dungeon crawler combined with 42.5 <laughs> trillion word-filled menus combined also with snoozy micromanaging bupkis. Bupkis, Kenny, lovely. 
Kenny Get Good, Nolan Play Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow, and Dustin Keep Being You, and Final Fantasy VII for Life. Wow. Dustin fanboy much while y'all gaming. First time I've ever heard Bupkiss in uh, our podcast. Hey, Bupkiss but is a cool word. I'm going to start saying it. Word? I think it is. I've heard Bupkiss. it before. Just proved myself right. All right, we had a few more write-in. Garlisle said, uh, summarized, he said, the UI's so bad that it was an actual obstacle on the strategic side, and the dungeon crawls are a poorly integrated mess. A shame, because I wanted to like it, but just can't. George Washington wrote in again and said, this game is good, but not good enough to work for it. Enough said. I like the aesthetics, and it's the only reason I played so much of it. And then Guy in the Corner said, the game is great for people that love to smack their head against a wall trying to figure anything out. This game does not get my vote for New Game Plus status. And for the final time, yes, those are my troops. <laughs> uh, also, that was the person that gave us the tutorial on how to play it, and that was their thoughts on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it sounds like everyone's generally together, except Clint is somewhere in Kenny's territory, but they're going to figure out multiplayer and and party the night away. Thank you for sending in your thoughts and commentary on the Retro Game of the Week. You can always do that by sending it into ngppodcast at gmail.com or join us in our Discord. We've got a commentary section there as well. For now and forever, we're going to put aside Birthright, the Gorgon's Alliance. Kenny, are you going to play it anymore this week? Um, Probably. It depends on what game we pull for producible, yeah. but now sure. that I have it running on my computer, it's certainly one I will go revisit occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I've already got it uninstalled. Uh, we are not randomly selecting this week from our large retro master list. We are for the first time ever doing a producer pool, pool, pool which pool, 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 is exactly pool. what it sounds like. Instead of a Patreon pool where all of our patrons, for the most part, can be a part of that, we are doing a pool specifically for our producers, which means this list is as cold as cold, cold as it has Ice. ever been. And... We have got some titles on here, like Metroid Prime, Ocarina of Time, Ooh. Lunar, The Silver Star Story Complete, uh, The Sims, uh, Bomberman uh, Hero, Resident uh, Evil 4, Ooh. Jet hey, Set Radio, and others. There's a few in here that I haven't heard of before, but for the most part, we've got some bangers. So All right, hold on like to your butts. Unless we pull Ocarina of Time, I'm probably playing a lot more Birthright this week. And boom goes the dynamite. Hold on to your bup kiss. We're going to be playing an action-adventure game. It came out in 2002 for the GameCube. Developed by Retro Studios and Nintendo. Wait. It is the fifth main installment in the series. We just recently played one of them. We're going to be already going back into the Metroidverse, and we're playing Metroid Prime. Dude. Dude. Metroid. Dude. Freaking Prime. So, I would, okay, when you said action adventure, my head went to OOT. Then you said 2002, I got super bummed. Then I was like, wait a minute, Wind Waker came out in, maybe it was 03 or I don't remember. And that, But this is so hype because y'all have never played Prime, right? For sure, no. Oh no, my every goodness. single Metroid game I've You're, played has been the first time I've played it. Y'all are in for something very different than oh. what you have been experiencing with Metroid, but something that's so good. All right, so this was submitted by Bro Jim, of course, and he is one of our producers who uh, loves this game and wanted us to play it. it. We talked about it on our last Metroid episode because this came out the same year, correct? As the. Yeah. Okay. As and Fusion. This is, Widely considered the best Metroid game. To a lot, yes. And he doesn't want us to play it on the Wii, which we're not going to. He wants us to play it on the GameCube. GC, yeah. I have it. I'm going to play it. Okay. Well, find a copy of Metroid Prime this week. We're going straight back into Metroid, and we're going to play Metroid Prime. Grab a copy, play it along with us. We have a Discord server. Lots of people in there, but guess what? Very friendly. You'll be welcomed with open arms, and you'll fit right in. Go to ngppodcast.com and click join us in Discord. If you don't have an account, make one really quick, and you're done. See you there. want to say a big thank you to those of you who support us on patreon.com, uh, including our newest patron, YLL Gaming. Is that a cop-out pronunciation, it's y'all. Dustin? It's y'all, of course. <laughs> thank you so much. So thank, thanks for becoming a patron. Uh, and big news, we picked up some new producers this week. 
you guys knocked Birthright the Gorgon's Alliance, but this game got picked, and we picked up three new producer-level supporters. It was, it was definitely not it's the producer of the pool. game that got picked. It's 100% <laughs> correlation with the game that got picked. Amarlian, Mr. Lattes, and Ben are all uh, at the producer level of support. Uh, so thank wow. you guys for wow. – Joining us and and for being a part of the first ever producer pool. That's super yes. cool. Thanks to all our other producers as well. This list is getting long, but we shout you guys out every <laughs> Every. Week. So, Speed run it. Uh, thanks to uh, Austin, Bro Jim, Chris, Dear Baby, Garlisle, Corey, Maxima, Shauna, Zach, and Zion. That's pretty impressive. And Ben. And Ben. And Ben. And Ben. <laughs> but th- I'd already said no. Ben, but I knew Ben wasn't Ben, but I didn't know if right. I should say it again. Two Ben's. So Ben and Ben, as well as Mr. Lattes, Anna Marlin, y'all are all the best. Thank you for your support. Yeah, wow. Uh, watch them all drop after this week since uh, the producer pulls over, uh, <laughs> which the producer pool is kicking off our second annual summer pool party. Pool, pool, party, party. No, party, party. <laughs> you don't have to do that each time. Every time. But, uh, we, we are planning every other week this summer, or at least for the month of June for and July, for us to have a pool party. It's not just for producers at that so point. High. It will be for all of our patrons. So uh, come Monday, the day of this episode's release, which, by the way, uh, Memorial Day, you filthy Americans. Ooh, and uh, so you will have plenty of time to play and submit Two up to two games that you would like for us to play uh, for our next Patreon pool. We'll have all of that information on our Patreon and we'll blast that out on our social media, which is on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find those links in the show notes. Listen directly on any podcast provider of your choice. Make sure you subscribe so that you are the first to get new NGP episodes. And while you're at it, leave a kind rating and review. This episode, as always, was edited and produced by our good friend Tom Tate. Join us next week as we play... Metroid Prime. Until then, uh, I'm still Dustin. I'm still playing Birthright. No, you're not. And this has been New Game Plus.